Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special edition of the Carolina Weather Group. Uh, I hope you are joining us from our uh, show that we had just about two minutes ago with Jason Samnell. Uh, but tonight, we're going to be talking about the uh, potential of wintry weather. I know it's been the buzz over the past couple of uh, days, and uh, we're starting to hone in on the idea of exactly what may take place in um, each part of the Carolinas. So we have a great lineup tonight. We have Brad Panovich from NBC Charlotte. Uh, we have Dave Williams, who is uh, Chief Meteorologist down in Charleston, South Carolina. Jason Boyer, Chief Meteorologist in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, and is that all we have right now? Yes, I don't see Jim or uh, Gary on yet. So uh, Jim Gandy from Columbia and Gary Stevenson from Raleigh will join us at some point, as well as Tim Buckley. So uh, I think we have all of the areas here in North and South Carolina covered. So uh, I know everyone's on a time schedule. So I'm going to toss it over to Ricky. He is prepared like a good person. And uh, he's going to keep our conversation flowing. I do want to say uh, if you are watching tonight and you have any questions uh, specific for your area that you live in, uh, send them to us via Twitter, Carolina WX Group. We'll make sure those uh, get answered or else you can post them on our Facebook page as well and we'll make sure those are answered. So Ricky, I'm going to hand it off to you, my friend. Alrighty. Thank you, Scotty. Yeah, you know, we're talking about the potential for snow tonight in the Carolinas, which for most of the people in the Carolinas is going to be coming as we go into Friday and Saturday. Uh, before that, let's get this out of the way. You may be hearing about some snow in northeast Tennessee, southwest Virginia, my neck of the woods, uh, and perhaps even portions of the Tennessee and North Carolina mountains. That's going to come from a whole different system that's going to be riding in as we go into tomorrow night. But that kind of sets the stage for the uh, snow potential from a area of low pressure that's going to, we believe, form as we go into the day Friday and Saturday. Let's kind of get a brief little overview of what everything is going on, what's coming together, and what kind of makes this storm what it is. Brad, we'll bring you in here and maybe you can pull up some graphics to show us um, kind of where the systems are now and what the reason is we're going to get this coastal low that we think is going to form. All right, let me see if I can actually share my screen here. I'm going to pull up GR Earth here. Um, and the system that Ricky was talking about for tonight is actually this little um, wave of snow, which I don't know, Ricky, if you noticed some of these totals coming out of Nebraska have been pretty impressive. Um, I saw some eight, nine-inch totals um, in western Nebraska. This is uh, more of the leading edge of the polar air, and you can see that because north of that boundary, um, and it's not a true boundary, it's more of a polar front uh, moving south and it's got a little jet streak with it and a little vorticity that's kicking off some really dry powdery snow. So I think that's why you're seeing these overproduced numbers here is because you're probably getting 15, 16, 18 to 1 liquid to snowfall ratios is that's the leading edge of the really true Arctic air. But the system that we're talking about for Friday night into into Saturday is still actually on the west coast. It's part of a, a big upper low and I'm going to kind of turn off some of my stuff here so you guys can see this a little better. Um, I'm going to turn on the model data. Oh, those arrows are horrible. Turn those arrows off. Oh, I've got arrows on there. And do, 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 do. Let me turn off the winds. There we go. So what you're looking at here is the 500 millibar heights as well as the vorticity. You can see that really strong area of vorticity coming through northern uh, California <laughs> into southern parts of Oregon. And that's the thing that's going to kick off a little little disturbance that's going to come down and initiate some golf low development, which around here, this is kind of why we get our snowstorms. We look for down in the Gulf of Mexico um, to see these things develop. And then we're going to see the good old Miller B or Miller A, excuse me, where they where the low is going to jump to the coast and develop. And what I mean by that is low pressure is going to shift from the Gulf Coast and the energy transfer to the Carolina coast is going to form a coastal low off of South and North Carolina. And the biggest question mark in this kind of setup is when does that energy transfer happen? How fast does it happen? And where does the track of the low? So as hard as forecasting weather is in general, when you throw those type of variables on top of it, it makes it extremely difficult um, to forecast. And really to me, that's the, that's the one thing I've really had, the only low confidence part of my forecast. I think we're going to get something. I just think it's a matter of how much based on the track and the strength of that low right now. And that's one of the things that's been varying on some of the models over the past couple of days. You know, we've seen the European model, the GFS model almost flip-flop over the past couple of days and their solutions. Uh, some phasing that energy, some not phasing the two jet streams. But let's talk a little <laughs> bit about 
why that uncertainty is there and some of the potential impacts. Now, I want to bring in Jason uh, to talk a little bit about that, if you would. Let's discuss why we have such high levels of uncertainty. And really, can that be expected almost for a majority of the snowstorms we get here in the southeast just because of how our setups usually occur? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Rick. Um, you're certainly going to see more of a swing in patterns, if you will, and a lot of this flip-flopping when you get these systems that are so far out in terms of time, too. We, we, we finally have the vorticity uh, that we're looking for, that upper-level disturbance coming into the Pacific Northwest, so the models are finally getting a better grasp on it. But seeing the flip-flops of the models between the Euro and then the GFS, that really that really concerns us as meteorologists, and uh, we typically like to see at least two or three good solid runs of consistency. And finally, the GFS seemed to be onto that track when it started lowering its totals coming off of the, well, the mega storm that everybody thought was going to happen, but it's really not everybody thought, but everybody was latching onto on social media, but that's not going to happen. So what we what we like to see is consistency. And finally, the GFS has come around to be more consistent in its model runs and the European as well. So that even this far out, more than 40 hours out from happening, that we're going to see the shift at some point, some kind of shift in the track. A subtle shift can make a huge difference uh, when it comes to any type of snow accumulation when you start interacting with uh, the coast and of course mountains in North Carolina. We start to see a big change from what may become a northwest flow behind the system, but uh, initially coming from the south and west, that's that's our good news here in the Carolinas when we get those southwesterly lows coming through the Gulf of Mexico. And you know, the, the interesting thing about this system is that parts of the mountains of North Carolina may not get as much snow as some of our coastal areas. And uh, for that, I want to bring Gary Stevenson, who's in the Raleigh market, who may be in the sweet spot or closer to the sweet spot than the majority of us uh, here in Western North Carolina and even Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. Gary, what's some of your thoughts in terms of some of the prime locations for snowfall with this system? Gary, I'm not sure we're getting audio through from you, by the way. Best laid plans of meteorologists. There we go. Let's try that. Oh, gosh. That's worse. <laughs> Gary has turned into Minnie Mouse and is joining us. Okay. Well, we'll work on that uh, maybe in the background and see if we can get Scotty perhaps to help Gary out with that audio and uh, see if we can get him on. Here in just a little bit, but yeah, let's uh, segue a little bit. Where's the closed caption? I know <laughs> the FCC is going to find us here in a little bit. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of these snow maps that have been coming out. And Dave, let's bring you in here because down in the Charleston, Little Beach, coastal South Carolina area, you guys have seen a little bit of everything over the past couple of days between snow maps predicting crazy amounts, you know, 10, 20 inches in parts of coastal South Carolina, coastal North Carolina. Talk a little bit about why we need to be very careful with some of those snow maps and then the ensemble forecast, how those can help us kind of refine which ones may be better versus uh, ones that aren't. Well, Ricky, I think we just have to rely on kind of the history here and storms that tend to come in like this without any cold air in advance of the storm, we're just not going to get anything on the front end of it. So we're going to have all liquid on the front end of this storm. And then on the backside, the cold air is going to be playing catch up the whole time. But what a lot of the models I think have a hard time with is that cold air is coming in from the Northwest. It's not dammed in from the Northeast where it's already in place. So it's got to come over the mountains. And by the time it gets here, I just see no way whatsoever that we're going to have any, any moisture left in the atmosphere. Um, I, 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 re I really just, I don't see it, especially with the latest model runs. There's absolutely no, there's no cold air in the Northeast. That's when we typically get our frozen precipitation here along the coast. And there just absolutely is no cold air up there. And by the time that cold air comes in on the backside of the system, everything's gone. So I, I don't know if that's what you're seeing as well, but I, I mean, Every, every model now has us as all rain. So I see no way, maybe, maybe a quick flurry with that Arctic front coming through. But by that time, the whole storm's offshore. 
and you were mentioning us before the show, you know, your water temperatures are still relatively warm down in coastal South Carolina. How much does that play into it? Oh, that plays into it big time, especially when you're looking at a southwesterly flow. Um, you, we've, it, it'll be parallel to the coast, so you're going to have a component of that water temperature coming into the air temperature as well. Um, our water temperature right now in Charleston, 57, 58 degrees, which is ridiculously warm for this time of the year. And, and I told you earlier, I was actually out fishing this morning, and I fished with shrimp. And this time of the year, you don't typically fish with shrimp because they're all out in the deeper water where, where they're not going to freeze to death. But today I was pulling shrimp or trout out with shrimp. It's, it's just ridiculous how warm the water is here. So I, I really don't see it. Maybe it, and what, what really baffles me is some of the outlets around here. I'm not going to, I'm not going to call anybody out, but they're calling for freezing rain with this. And I, I'm just thinking, where are we going to get that cold air down here at the surface for the freezing rain. The only cold air I see at all is on the backside of the system. So I see the possibility of a almost like a quick squall coming through right as that Arctic front pushes through. Other than that, I just don't see the column of air cold enough at all to give us any any frozen precip. Speaking of which, Brad, I've got, um, Dave, we've got the SST sea surface temperatures up. Uh, I don't know if you can see this or not. But is, is it, got anybody, it. you got it? Okay. Um, so yeah, you have your Gulf Stream out here is about 80 degrees. Uh, your, your Hatteras, Florida slope sitting right about 60 to 63 or 63 to 65 degrees. And then the coastal shelf waters actually went up a degree from yesterday from 57.3 to 58.3. So waters are actually warmer, a little bit warmer than they should be. So yeah, I mean, when you get these that counterclockwise motion and you get that, that warm air wrapping into the coastline, um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna have a pretty tough battle to get that cool air in in time down by the coast. I think we may have Gary back. Let's see if we can bring him in. Gary, are, are you there with us? All right. Do I sound like Alvin? We All are right. better now. I, I, you got to go back and listen to how you sounded before because it was uh, pretty hysterical. But. Really, really, because my backup was this. <laughs> it's like when you're running <laughs> you got to uh, start breaking out the colored pencils and everything, right? I have done that before at LOS before when we lost power at the studio. I have done that. But, uh, yeah, uh, getting back 10 minutes ago before uh, Alvin and uh, the, the gang left, um, yeah, a little bit more confidence that we may be in the sweet spot here in uh, central North Carolina, up into northeastern North Carolina, now that the GFS has started trending back more uh, over us with its snowfall. I mean, the latest run of the GFS has still got a pretty good slug of snow across the coastal plain, but I, I truly believe that we may end up with a general four to eight inch snowfall across central North Carolina up into northeastern North Carolina. I'm not ready to get on TV and talk about that yet, but you know, a lot of times with these systems as well, uh, northeastern North Carolina gets plastered, and, and I was noticing some, noticing some of the model runs up in uh, parts of uh, Elizabeth City a husky and whatnot that they could be looking at anywhere from six to ten inches of snowfall um when this is all said and done but you know it's like you guys were mentioning earlier um number one the storm hasn't even developed yet number two where is it going to go i mean my personal opinion is i really hope it goes off the coast and we see sunshine and 70s on saturday but we know that ain't going to happen but you know do we see a little bit more of a shift off the coast and the sand hills and the coastal plain the Wilmington market, the Morehead City market get hit, or we do do we see that trend where the low is closer to the coast and we get all that snow across the uh, from northeastern North Carolina down across the uh, Triangle area and the uh, northern Sand Hills? And you know one of the one of the other things that's really concerning about this is the cold weather that's coming in, the, the colder air temperatures are coming in with it because if we get a decent snowpack on the ground, and I don't know if anybody got into this before I. Uh, before I got on, we could see some very, very, very cold temperatures across North Carolina. Not necessarily Sunday morning. It's going to be cold Sunday morning, but by Monday morning, you know, it's possible we could see some single digits across the region. And whatever falls, it's going to stick around into probably the middle of next week. And travel is going to be tricky up to that point as well. Yeah, we hadn't really hit on that yet, but that was one point I wanted to make later in the show. But you brought it up now, so let's go ahead and bring it in. I mean, from a impact standpoint, that's something that you know, while the roads may be okay, you could have the potential for uh, sub-freezing wind chills and wind chill values that are dangerous if in addition to air temperatures that are dangerous. Yeah, I mean, anybody trapped like they're, they're traveling and they get trapped in this, uh, you're right, with the, with the cold weather, uh, with icy roads, um, 
and, and, you know, we were talking to the weather center today, you know, even if we get just a couple of inches of snow and we don't get brutally cold temperatures, we're still going into the teens and we're still going to have refreeze issues into Monday, maybe Tuesday morning of next week. If we do get a wide swath of four to eight inches across parts of the area, you know, it, it, we could be dealing with this as far as road hazards until, you know, maybe even Wednesday morning before we finally see uh, uh, temperatures go well above freezing and, and, and toss out a bit. So, yeah, this could actually be kind of a one-two punch with the, the snow coming in on Saturday and then that colder air really, you know, entrenching itself over the area. So we stay cold on Sunday into Monday and really start seeing the air mass modify a little bit more as we go to the middle of the week. Let's talk about um, the accumulation with here because this is for many parts of North Carolina going to be a Saturday event as opposed to a Saturday night or a Friday night kind of event. You know, we've talked about or uh, we've heard some discussions about snow accumulates differently during the day than it does at nighttime sometimes because of colder temperatures, sun angle, stuff like that. Is that something we need to factor in here? And in addition, do we need to factor in road temperatures and ground temperatures before the snow starts falling? Well, I think, I think road temperatures, certainly. I mean, the good news is, I mean, most of the area in the 60s today. Um, you know, even tomorrow with temperatures in the 40s, we're still going to get some solar radiation down on those roads. Uh, by Friday, that's going to be cut down dramatically. Um, so, you know, it really, I, I also noticed today that the DOT started brining around midday today. So they're, they're taking this thing seriously across the, uh, the state right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I really think, you know, as far as ground temperatures go, initially, we're probably in pretty good shape when it comes to roads. But, you know, as we continue to see the snowfall, especially if it falls fast and furious, then that's going to easily overcome uh, any thermal you know, protection that we've got, especially on bridges, overpasses. Uh, and then, you know, we start we start slipping and sliding uh, everywhere. You know, as far as the difference between the, the snowfall rates uh, during the night Friday into Saturday, you know, I, I, I personally don't think it's going to, I mean, I, that's just my opinion. I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference because, like you said, the majority of the snow is probably going to, come uh, once we get probably what toward early Saturday morning and then uh, into mid-afternoon on Saturday. Again, just my opinion. Mm -hmm. I looked at ground temperatures and they're in the uh, mid to upper 40s, even here in the mountains. I got Burnsville soil temperature four inch depth at 45 degrees. Forest City in Rutherford County is 51 degrees soil temp pretty high you know so we, we we will certainly melt some of this off initially um and the timing for us here in the mountains might be a little earlier in the day on friday so while the sun is still up we might have some of that snow still are initiating in terms of falling so uh, uh, ricky jumped off yeah i think ricky jumped off so uh we were talking about the cold temperatures and um jason you know, with with not only with with the snow coming in, but uh, we're looking at possibly some locations in the mountains being in the single digits um, Sunday into Monday. Talk about about that and how you guys at WLOS uh, are factoring that into your forecast. Well, it's certainly going to be something like you said afterwards. Gary mentioned we'll be dealing with snowfall on the ground likely for days afterward because of the cold air that's coming in behind the system, the Arctic chill, and so we too in the mountains will have the, the thaw freeze cycle going on. And uh, that certainly will create the black ice and the wind chills. Yeah, I've seen wind chills uh, forecast to get well below zero, especially in the mountains higher up above 3,500 feet as we get into Saturday and Sunday. And so, you know, that's going to be certainly something that people will have to take seriously. And we we always emphasize that. You know, they they issue a cold purple in uh, in Asheville anytime the temperature drops below 30 degrees, so that uh, the folks that are outside, um, the homeless and such, they can. Uh, get some shelter, they're urged to come indoors. So we really urge that. We urge that, um, you know, everybody brings their pets in and and certainly with the potential for pipe freezing. Uh, so that will be something I mentioned too. Hey, hey prepare by opening up the uh, cupboards and the uh, cabinet doors and letting that uh, air circulate and maybe dripping the faucets a couple nights here, Saturday and Sunday night, even Monday night too, as temperatures will be very, very cold. And Brad, uh, this is a, a setup where normally we see snow in the, in the mountains and the foothills be greater than maybe the Charlotte area and on east. But uh, with this setup, we could see less snowfall in the western part of the state, uh, say Hickory, Morganton, Statesville, places like that. Talk about the, 
why we may see less snow there and more snow out east. Oh, I think Brad. There he goes. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Oh, I think he may be. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Well, Hello? we'll there Check. came. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We got you now, Brad. You sound good. Oh, okay, good. All right. Yeah, I had some internet issues there for. Seems that second has returned. <laughs> I think he needs Tom Warner cable. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to. Uh, we'll get... Now we're breaking up. All right, you sound good now, so I think we've got it fixed. Okay. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> That's like losing all my, my. Didn't sound like Gary there for a while. <laughs> okay, at least you didn't sound like a chipmunk. So. But talking about the. The potential we may see less snow in the western part of the state opposed to Charlotte on east. Oh, well, I think he's froze again. <laughs> All right, well, let's. Uh, you know what? I'm real fast. Go ahead, Gary. You know, a lot of people around here compare, are, are, you know, automatically people reflect back to the last big storm. It's fun. A lot of people are talking about the January 2000 <laughs> storm. Some here, uh, where uh, Central and Eastern North Carolina got hammered by, you know, over a foot of snow in a lot of locations. I was living in Asheville at the time, and we got nothing up there. Um, so, you know, again, it's all about the placement of that low, and with the track that this low is taking just off the coast, um, not that much moisture may get kicked back toward the mountains and the foothills to to give that much snow compared to what we're going to see across central and eastern north carolina you know you, you, you probably need to load just a little bit farther inland to actually throw that moisture back into western north carolina kind of like the superstorm in 2000 or in 1993 uh to give more snow across the western part of the state but um yeah with this with this setup it, it really looks like we may see the potential for central and eastern north carolina to uh to see more snow than, than the mountains and parts of the foothills Absolutely. Well, Scotty, it seems like your uh, audio has cut out yet again, <laughs> but um, I think that came in that um, it was talking about, uh, does this storm have uh, any analog or does it remind you of any storm that's happened in the past? Um, one thing I saw earlier in the models was showing a little bit of a similarity to the 2014 storm. What, what are y'all's opinions on that? I could start with uh, Jason on that. You're talking about the January 2014 storm? Um, I was thinking a little more of February 2014, but... It's, Whatever you've seen uh, similar, go ahead and talk about. Well, the last big snow, I mean, this one's not as a comparison or analog to it because we had uh, last year in January 22nd, we had what, over 13 inches of snow. That was an <laughs> entirely different setup, obviously. Uh, anytime you get a, a system like this that's farther to the south, as Gary mentioned, you know, these these are very hard forecasts for the mountains. You know, any given snowstorm is a hard forecast for the mountains, obviously, because of elevation, topography, and such. But when you get something like this, this this is similar to something like that storm in February where you're going to have places that just east of here, the I-77 corridor, you know, and east could have several more inches of snow, whereas here in the mountains, people are hoping to wake up to something and it may, may very well be nothing on the ground in some of the higher elevations, even north. And can I chime in on that too, that February 2014 storm, that also had the cold air in place out ahead of it. There's just absolutely no cold air. Uh, east of the Appalachians right now. And, and that's that's the big problem I have with a lot of these accumulations. It's taking into account uh, what's ahead of the storm and not really the moisture being thrown back into the cold air. So I, I, th I think by the time the cold air gets to a lot of these spots, especially up in the mountains and say Greenville, Spartanburg, um, on up toward Asheville, you're gonna be talking about the moisture long gone and that cold air is just starting to crest the mountains about that time. Can you guys hear me now? Yes, you're good. Okay. Um, 
I'm sorry. I, I had a question. Uh, I don't know who whoever wants to jump this. I, my computer is really being weird tonight for some reason. Uh, a question about the jet streak, uh, jet streak, and how it may affect Western North Carolina totals. Um, Brad, I may give that to you and Jason to talk about since that's uh, your coverage area. You're talking about the jet stream or the jet streak? The jet streak. Okay. Uh, well, obviously, when you have some kind of difluence aloft caused by the jet streak you can get uh, enhancement of snowfall i just don't see that kind of being the setup here we, we, i mean the actual short wave associated with the vorticity maximum that's going to come through is you know it's not that impressive until it gets a little farther to the east and starts to help energize the system along the coast so i'm really not uh, thinking that's going to help enhance the snowfall totals at this point but it's something that i discussed with a fellow meteorologist earlier today you know looking at that and saying you know the surface low position obviously is not helping us get a, a, a significant snowfall amount going but what about this upper level piece of energy could it be enough to uh, to put us in a position but if anything you know there, there might be some enhancement farther to the west and south uh the southern mountains but i i don't see a lot of enhancement happening here in Asheville and most places uh, across the mountains Okay. Ricky, I'm having issues, so you may want to. All right, uh, give me a brief little overview. My, my news director, my boss, called, so I had to answer his call real quick, as all the TV guys know in here. Have we uh, handled both of your questions and stuff, or have any other ones come in? Um, we did get uh, the uh, previous storm analog uh, question addressed. I'm not sure if there was another question in here. Uh, Craig had a question. Did we get that one, Scotty? Yes. Um, let me scroll down to it right quick. I, I got it here if you just want me to do it. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is for anyone, and you guys can jump in here. But Craig was asking about how you guys have been handling the specific questions that come up. You know, that come up every single time we get a storm in the long term. You know, we started hearing about this. Oh gosh, for some parts of our area back in December, um, and it feels like we've been fielding questions about it now for about a week to ten days. Uh, Gary, how, how have you been dealing with that in your area? You know, the biggest thing is the, the frustration level that you get when somebody posts that GFS from a couple of days ago that has two feet of snow in Raleigh because everybody gravitates by that and they're wondering why we're not talking about it. Um, I, I think a lot of people are finally understanding that meteorology is not an exact science and especially with winter weather in North Carolina. Um, I, I think with this system, um, because it has been kind of prevalent in the computer models kind of off and on since, like you said last week, um, people have been made aware of it. Uh, and the, the viewers that have contacted me uh, have been satisfied with me saying, hey, we got computer models going all over the place with this system, and there is no way I can give you an exact answer that is going to be right. Um, and, and most people are fairly educated to the point where they understand that. Um, and even tonight, when I, I did a post on Facebook where I said, hey, listen, this is what all the models are saying right now. We're going to get snow. The question is, where is it going to set up? How much? And most of the, you know, I didn't get any questions of how much am I going to get in Greensboro or how much am I going to get in Fayetteville? The questions more were like, you know, what time do you think it's going to start? How long do you think it's going to last? Is it going to be all snow? Are we going to see snow and sleet? Uh, uh, very educated questions. And people were appeased very easily by, by some of the answers, and I was actually very pleased with that. Um, so I, I, I've been I've been very happy by the way the viewers have handled this. Most of them just want a ton of snow on Saturday. <laughs> I think that's an important point. You know, it's coming on Saturday, and so for most people, the impacts are going to be lower, which is a blessing almost in disguise here when uh, we're talking about snow. It's not coming on a Monday or a middle of the week kind of deal and stuff like that, and uh, kids may get. You know, two snow days without having to make them up in the coming months after. So. Ricky, I, I've got a few more of the viewer questions. I uh, didn't mean to step in on you. Uh, Dave, this one's for you. Talking about not only the Charleston area, but maybe up towards Myrtle Beach, Wilmington. I know that's technically not in your area, but uh, do you see any impacts further up the coast, uh, maybe in the Myrtle Beach, Wilmington area, as we uh, see the storm develop? Yeah, absolutely. And that's where I've been watching pretty closely. I think even the northwestern parts of our viewing area uh, up in Williamsburg County, I mean, it's pretty rural up there, but you're talking about places like Kings Tree. Um, and then as you head up toward Florence, uh, over toward Marion, that's probably going to be uh, the cutoff line between the mix of precipitation and the snow. I think we're going to see some snow up toward Florence, Marion, and that'll continue up toward Lumberton. 
uh, places like uh, Rockingham. I think they're going to see some significant snow. But then on the coast, yeah, I think we're going to be talking about maybe a mixed line, probably right about Georgetown. And then that'll continue up toward Myrtle Beach, the Grand Strand. Uh, Wilmington, Wilmington's going to be right on that edge line, too, I, I think. Uh, but they're going to deal with a lot of the same uh, circumstances we have down here in Charleston with the warm water temperature. Uh, plus, they jut out a little bit farther there, so they're going to get a little bit more Gulf Stream influence. So their their water will be a little bit warmer, and that'll help to increase the air temperature too. So, but I, I certainly think that Myrtle Beach could see a, a mix of precipitation definitely in Wilmington, and then the farther you head inland back toward Conway and places like that. Maybe a little light dusting of snow there, uh, but I, I think it's going to be right along I-95 in, in this part of South Carolina where you're going to see that real dividing line. I think east of I-95, pretty much all liquid. Dave, that kind of leads me into, I had someone ask me a question. They asked, what about Bono, which is on Lake Moultrie, southern Lake Moultrie? And that got me thinking about some of the lake effect snow <laughs> yeah. potential. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you have Lake Murray and Lake Moultrie. Lake Murray specifically uh, would probably have, you know, with north, strong northerly winds diving down across the state, that's always a potential there. What do you think? Yeah, and if we've got those strong northerly winds, I think less of a chance. Um, I think if you're coming across the entire fetch of Lake Marion and, and Lake Moultrie, more of a northwesterly flow, then you could start to get some uh, lake effect up toward Monk's Corner, um, Monk's Corner and north up toward St. Stephen and Bono. Um, but with a due north wind, I, I, I really don't see a whole lot of lake effect potential there. I, I just don't think there's enough of a fetch to pick up enough moisture into the into that system. Jason, Jamie, I, when, go ahead. Go ahead, Scott. I was just going to say we had a uh, question from Jamie. Uh, Jason, I'll, I'll let this come to you since it's your um, area. Any thoughts on how much moisture dynamics uh, for snow will be available in northeast Georgia or the upstate of South Carolina? Yeah, it looks like the moisture might be limited there because as the low really develops and tries to bring in some of that moisture, it, it might just be too far east to provide enough for those locations in northeast Georgia. So I'm not confident about going uh, much more than maybe maybe an inch or two uh, for those places. Um, but at this point, you know, if that low develops a little faster and it's a little farther west of those locations, that may help draw some of the moisture back up from the Gulf into those locations in northeast Georgia. It might put down some higher totals than that. But the idea of... I think we've lost him. You lose me? already got one of us. Ugh, gremlins. I know. Seems to happen when we start filling up the entire board. <laughs> get audios. Yeah, plus, when we're trying to work on our uh, check on internet, it works sometimes. Yeah. You didn't. Okay. You guys are good. All right. Well, um, Gary, I'm going to direct this question to you. We're, we're starting finally to get some uh, some questions come in. A lot of them, in fact. Um, Tim Buckley was supposed to be on from WFMY in, in Greensboro, but he's doing some stuff for the for the news right now. Um, talk about the effects maybe in the Triad area towards Greensboro, Winston Salem, uh, Wilkesboro, places like that. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I can't. We can't Let's see, see it. it. Let's see it. <laughs> yeah, what's the high enough? How's that? There you go. Lift it up. It's gonna it's snow. Gone. Gone. <laughs> gone. But you gotta do it like the guy off a of Family Guy. Gonna snow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'd like to point out that Shea is still braving out Charleston. He's not evacuated yet. Uh, you know, uh, we, just, we came so close, Gary. We're almost there. You know, you, you, if we're going to have it, I'll, we'll leave, man. We'll, we'll get all the bread and milk off the shelves and we'll haul, haul tail out of here. I don't East. know the way the models are going. I may come down to Charleston. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, actually, it, it's funny because we may see a setup where the moisture may not make it up into the tri. I mean, yeah, definitely the triad is going to get some snow. But, you know, typically in North Carolina, the triad kind of 
is one of the predominant spots to have snow uh, during a winter event. But the way this low is actually forming and potentially tracking, according to a lot of the models, then we may be looking at maybe a one to two, maybe three inch range of snow uh, over parts of the triad. Uh, it's all going to depend on where that heavier band of snow sets up, which, like I said, a lot of the models are actually trying to put it from the triangle area up into northeastern North Carolina. So the triad may run headlong into the same situation that Charlotte and uh, Asheville and the mountains may be, that there just may not be enough moisture that makes it up in there to give uh, a significant weather event. But having said that, you know, one to two inches of snow can be a significant weather event if you're the one that goes sliding off the road. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things right now, the triad is not looking like one of the sweet spots for heavier winter precipitation Friday night into Saturday. Right. Buddy, I'll jump in here if you want real quick with a question. Uh, kind of for the panel as a whole, how much are you guys uh, concerned about dry air being an impact as we first start off the system? Gary gave me a shoulder shrug. So I, yeah, yeah, I think we're going to saturate fairly fast. If this load should really start shoving the moisture in, you know, I think we're going to see some, you know, evaporation initially. But, but I, I mean, I honestly believe by in, in the Raleigh area itself, you know, I, I think by mid evening we'll we'll start seeing accumulation. Well, maybe not accumulation, but we'll see we'll see precipitation hit the ground. Yeah, obviously with elevation here in Western North Carolina, it's a little less of a factor. Um, you know, elevation is 2,000 plus feet up and we're probably gonna get that snow to come down pretty quickly. Um, the thing about any verga or evaporation would mean that you know we're gonna cool the air a little bit more. So that might set the stage for, um, I guess, more rapid accumulation in some places. But then again, you really need a good, uh, you need a good precipitation rate to do that. And, and, and really, I don't see the snows being more than moderate snow showers, you know, here in the mountains. All righty. Uh, I think we have a viewer question. Is that what you're getting at, uh, Kit, there? Well, uh, James, one of our panelists, uh, he put a question up in the chat for the YouTube broadcast, um, just asking how people are going to be spending their weekend if they're trapped at home. Some people are saying Xbox, uh, Netflix marathons. Um, one person added that she was going to spend it sideways, but... Um, as meteorologists, whenever you have snow events like this, uh, what are your plans for if you get snowed in? Uh, I'm going to work. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's see. I'm going to hope that my news director brings me some cookies. And uh, actually, they're very good at bringing us food. So we will have some food at my station. But uh, we're going to be eating yeah. and probably watching radar. Yeah, let me just say here in Charleston, it's restaurant week, and I haven't canceled my restaurant plans on Saturday night. You're not still doing dinner on Dave, though, are you? No, dinner on Dave's done. They decide that costs too much money. Well, I'm glad I got in on the last one or yeah, two. Shay, you got in. <laughs> we, can, uh, we can walk to the restaurants where our station is here in Billmore Park. So, right. you know, the worst case scenario, we can actually just walk to a restaurant, I guess. That's awesome. I didn't know you Hopefully, got Hopefully they're open. Yeah, that, that's the thing. If they're open, half the time it's the pizza places and the Bojangles around here that are open. Yeah. But hey, Bojangles is good uh, good eating when it comes <laughs> to a snowstorm. Let's get real. All right, so we're getting close to 940, and uh, I know many of you have to jump off here. So let, let's get a bottom line from all of you guys. Let's start with Dave first, uh, who may have the shortest bottom line out of all of us. Uh, with you, yeah. Dave, what's it going to do in your market? Uh, it's going to rain here. Uh I, there's no cold air ahead of the system, so by the time the cold air gets here, moisture is going to transition completely from the Gulf to the Atlantic, and we'll be far south of it. So it's just going to be a cold rain here as we go from Friday evening on into Saturday during the day. I do still see the possibility of a quick snow shower, snow flurry with the Arctic front coming through, but by that time, uh, it's not going to do anything. And, and it, like everybody else, I know Gary said, with, with those changing temperatures, all the rain that we're going to get here, then I'm going to become concerned. We've got a lot of big bridges, tall bridges. Uh, if we get a decent amount of rain, we're going to have a lot of black ice here as we go into uh, Sunday morning. So that's that's really my biggest concern is the black ice and the Arctic cold on the backside of the system. All right. Very cool. Um David Reese, let's bring you in here for your market up in Virginia. What are you expecting? 
Yeah, we're up here in Charlottesville, Virginia, so we're a little bit more north. Ricky will probably see a little bit more in the way of snow tomorrow night through Friday morning. Here locally in central Virginia, Charlottesville area, we're looking at a trace to maybe an inch. So first accumulations, accumulating snow is possible uh, Thursday night, Friday morning, and then Friday night, Saturday morning, I think we'll be just far enough away that we'll avoid any significant accumulations here. I think that'll be more to the south and east towards Richmond, Norfolk, Hampton Roads area and areas down in southeastern Virginia. Here locally, I think we could see maybe a couple of flurries out there, maybe a coating in our southeastern counties down near Lake Monticello and Louisa where, and Bumpus where they had the earthquake several years ago. So that's what we're looking at here in central Virginia over the next couple of nights. Alrighty. Uh, and I'll just jump in here with my little bottom line from my area. We're going to be dealing with snow as we go into tomorrow night and Friday. This is for Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. The highest accumulations for tomorrow night are expected across the Cumberland Plateau into Southwest Virginia, where we predict anywhere from about one to three inches, locally four in some of those higher locations that are a favor for snow. Uh, for the Tri-Cities metro area, we're currently thinking about an inch or so or less in spots. If the snow becomes kind of spotty in its nature as it moves into our region, there may be some areas that don't see a whole lot of snow and other areas that get a little bit more than, you know, just your neighbor down the street. Uh, but one thing we'll be watching as we go through tomorrow is how the band sets up across portions of Kentucky, whether it's kind of overperforming, whether it's dropping more snow than expected, because as uh, Brad mentioned, and as some others have mentioned, you know, sometimes with these jet streaks and some of this moisture moving in, they can overperform a little bit. So we'll watch that closely. And, uh, you know, I got to say, I don't think anyone's ever complained when you get more snow versus when you get less snow. So uh, it's always somewhat nice when you get more snow. But uh, let's bring in uh, Gary, and then we'll jump to Jason. And we have a viewer question to go along with Jason as well. Gary, let's bring you in here uh, for your area in the Raleigh market. What are you expecting? Well, like I said, to begin with, it's going to snow. Um, <laughs> the, the, the big concern is that the models are kind of hinting that we're, we are going to be in the sweet spot from the triangle up into northeastern North Carolina. Um, I, right now, I think we're going real conservative with a two to four inch range. Uh, I think by tomorrow, we may be pushing that to three to six inches. When all is said and done, I think there's a good possibility that we could see a generous uh, four to eight inch swath with higher totals, say from northern Sand Hills Triangle area up into the northeastern part of the state and then lesser amounts as you drop toward the uh, southeastern part of, of North Carolina. You know, we've talked about it all this chat, um, this hangout. It's all going to depend on exactly where those low, that low pressure area sets up how strong it is, exactly where it goes. If it's a little bit farther off the coast, that heavy band may end up closer across eastern North Carolina. But you know, everything everything that I'm looking at right now is saying that we are we are in the area that's going to get the heaviest snow when all is said and done. And like I said, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised. I'm not going to get on TV and say this right now, but I'm not going to be surprised if we don't see a widespread four to eight inch snowfall before all is said and done with this system. And I, I can't emphasize enough to anybody who's in North Carolina right now, especially from Charlotte uh, all the way to uh, the coast. Now's the time to be ready. Uh, you know, keep in mind that, that, that if when it does snow, whatever it does, it's going to stick around for a while because it's going to get really, really cold going into the first part of next week. So travel is going to be impeded for a while. So, you know, be prepared to stay home for several days. Uh, make sure you got the food, make sure you've got uh, water and your medicines and anything necessary to kind of, kind of hang out at home for a few days and uh, just enjoy the weather. But um, yeah, um, just, just be ready because right now it looks like we're going to get a decent snowstorm in North Carolina coming up this weekend. A nice weekend at home, perhaps. Hmm. Jason, let's bring you in here. Uh, you had a viewer question that kind of went along with your area as well, talking about could the mountains enhance orographic lift uh, for the eastern facing slopes and foothill areas? Qu uh, comment on that, if you will, and also give us the bottom line for your area. And the orographic effects. I, can you hear me? Can you hear yeah, Am I yeah. on? We got you. Okay, sorry. I, I thought you were saying I was muted or something. Um, the orographic effect here of the east-facing slopes, I think, will be minimal because it's mostly going to be a northeasterly wind. Um, 
you know, southeasterly wind might might have been a better setup for that. I don't see a ton of orographic effects for those areas um, in terms of where the lows position and how it moves. Uh, northeasterly winds also usually mean that we're going to limit some of that moisture getting farther north here into Asheville or northern mountains. So that too leads me to believe that the impacts farther north will be much less compared to areas farther south and east. Uh, when it comes to the storm as itself, I, I think it's going to be overall what we consider low impact here in Western North Carolina, considering we've seen much, much bigger snows. Um, and, you know, any anything is significant and it's all relative because if you live on that hill or that mountainside and, you know, I've seen the driveways, even in my neighborhood, they're, you know, 45 degree angles or greater. And I, I just don't, you know, we're going to have our issues, obviously, with slipping and sliding no matter what, any kind of snow accumulation. But in terms of the totals, I'm really thinking uh, one to three will cover the majority of the area. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's some places that actually end up with less than an inch farther to the north. Uh, maybe the uh, northern end of Burke County and some places up into uh, the southern end of uh, Mitchell County and Yancey County are northern mountain communities. But certainly the southern mountains and foothills have the better chance of getting some more of the significant accumulations, maybe pushing uh, more than three or four inches in some spots. Um, but all in all, expecting it to come in Friday and get out of here very early Saturday, probably before daybreak in some cases, it's it's already shut off. And then we worry about a little bit of that west-northwest flow snow that we might get. Northwest flow may uh, get a little more mountain snows along the Tennessee border very early Saturday and Saturday afternoon. But I don't see a, a ton of accumulation with that. But those, those are always uh, tricky, tricky things to uh, nail down as well. And they can be surprising, too, when you get that strong northwest wind and, and continues to drop some of that northwest flow snow. So we'll watch it. But all in all, thinking it's going to get out of here pretty quickly. Those are some of the coolest events because we end up with so much rime ice on our uh, higher elevations and stuff. You go up there and it's like a winter yeah. wonderland all around you in the trees. So It's gorgeous. I think we have uh, two new members. So we've, we're trying to get Jim on here for a while, and I think we've got him in now. Jim, can you hear us? And uh, I, can, I can hear you. Can you hear me? We have you perfectly. All right. right. Well, you're in the Columbia, South Carolina market uh, where you guys are, are you know, almost on that borderline, I guess, between rain, snow, and, and some type of – interesting winter weather. Tell us a little bit about what you're expecting for your area. Well, I, I probably can show you more than I can tell you. So let me oh, this is that. the best part about having Jim. He has great graphics to go with. I, I, I come prepared. So let me let me see if I can get this up here and uh, get this so that uh, you can see what's going on. I'll put it on my uh, stand here because I've been doing all kinds of things. Here we go. Uh, it's almost there. All right. All right. There we go. All right, basically, this is the latest RPM. And uh, it's pretty close to what I'm thinking. I'll refine this tomorrow. But basically, from Orangeburg, Columbia, we're going to be seeing a wintry mix during the early morning hours of uh, Saturday. And that'll extend up to the Florence area. North of us, it's going to be changing over to some snow. And, um, and it, it looks like it's going to be moving out of here around midday. Could be late morning, could be early afternoon. Uh, but uh, we think that the RPM may have the right idea. Uh, for the Columbia area, probably about a half inch, maybe up to an inch. However, to our north, that's where we're going to see the greater amounts of snow. And um, it really depends on how fast the cool air can get in here. But from past experience, it's not unusual for Newberry and Winsboro to see two to three inches of snow, and we only get about a half inch of snow. And that's the kind of scenario I pretty much think we'll see this time. All right. What, what's your thoughts on potential impacts from your area? I mean, with some totals perhaps being on the lighter side, y'all could also see the potential for some sleet and some ice mixing in. Is that going to be a big factor into your overall impacts? Uh, no, I don't think so. And here's the reason why. Uh, yesterday we were 72. Our soil temperature is at 50 degrees. Um, it's not going to get below freezing before it changes over to either a wintry mix or snow. And so whatever falls Saturday morning is going to be melting Saturday afternoon. Um, it's not until you get up to the higher amounts where it may not melt all Saturday afternoon. Then you might see some icing on the road uh, that night. But other than that, I think for the most part here in the Midlands, it's not going to be that bad. All right. Very Jim, cool. there's a viewer I question. Have, and I have, um, oh, I'll jump at once, guys. 
Jamie Mitchum asked a question earlier, and he asked uh, how much moisture or dynamics for snow in northeast Georgia and upstate South Carolina, not just the Midlands. But what do you think about the upstates of both Georgia and South Carolina? I mean, you already oh, mentioned South Carolina. I, I think that uh, the upstate definitely will see more snow than anything else. Um, uh, but, you know, it, it's always a matter of timing with these things. And, and one of the things, and I, I don't know if y'all have been talking about it because I haven't been able to hear it all the time. But um, one of the things that got me was the GFS has just been over over the hill as far as uh, over the top as far as snow mass. I mean, you know, uh, it, it varies from run to run. Uh, it, it has varied. Uh, the GFS has been forecasting anywhere from um, three to nine inches of snow for Columbia. Give me a break. Um, you're not going to see that with a positive, positively tilted trough. Uh, we just don't have the dynamics in place to produce a lot of snow. Um, so this is more of the scenario for us where we, we get the, we have the moisture. It's going to be coming in Friday. We just don't have the cold air. And the cold air may not get here fast enough to really do that much damage to us. So whatever we get is going to be at the tail end of, of the rain. I want to ask a, a funny question since we are being serious right now, but I do want to bring a little humor to the element. So, Jim, today around 3 o'clock, maybe 3.30, there was a um, – uh, an outlier post uh, come out from the Columbia office. How much panic did that ensue in the Midlands once that came out? <laughs> you know, I don't know how many people have seen that. Um, no one in our building has seen that, <laughs> but but me. And when I looked at it, I mean, it's a possibility. But uh, here's the thing. Uh, I One, I'm not going as cold as they are. And, and I've really been looking at the upper levels. And, um, you know, a, a good question was asked of me by our staff. And that is, well, how do you know if what the computer is telling you is correct? And that's something we always have to grapple with every time we go into any kind of weather situation. How do I know the computer is telling me the truth? Now, I, I know how I dissect the computer model. I mean, first of all, I know it's, 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 it's limitations. Um, and um, before I ever use a computer model, I, I try to truth it. And the way I do that is I compare the six hour forecast with reality. Uh, if it doesn't stand up to the current analysis, then I don't give it much weight. And that's been the problem with the GFS. If you take a close look at the GFS, vertically, it doesn't stack up. The Europeans are a little better. Um, it might be a little slow on some of the cool air, but my experience here in central South Carolina is the cold air's got to go around the mountains. And it's going to be coming around from the west and coming around from the north. And it just takes a while to get here. Um, and, and so there's a very good chance. Uh, we're going to see a wintry mix. And we're going to see some snow, but it's going to be a table. This is one of the things I love about our field. You know, at the end of the day, we all have slightly different ideas. We all have slightly different, you know, forecasting techniques. And uh, I guess in the end, some of us are right. Some of us are wrong. Some of us are close. And uh, that's just how the ball falls. So, well, I mean, it's not the it's not the final word because obviously we're talking Saturday. Here it is Wednesday. And obviously, we're going to refine whatever we would put out there over the next day or two. Great point. All right, Jim, we appreciate your time. Uh, if you want to hang out with us, feel free. We're going to bring in Tim here from. Uh, I've got to go. I've got to run. All right. I totally <laughs> understand. Take care. Thanks, Jim. Tim, we're going to bring you in. Tim is hey guys. Uh, WFMY up in the Greensboro Triad Market. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you guys have been having a fun adventurous time up there because some of the models have been kind of bringing the snow closer to you than taking it away. And uh, right. it, you've been on that borderline between days of model mayhem, as I guess I call it. <laughs> and every time the model shifts, my and every messages like, just go crazy and the tweets go crazy. Oh, did you see the GFS? Did you see the hero? Uh, yes, we track them too. And um, they're out there, man. And so we're watching. 
uh, now that the models have started to trend a little bit farther to the northwest, it looks to me like we're going to be in for some snow here. Um, just kind of drawn a prelim snow map for our area right now. I kind of have the triad sandwiched in between a bit of a gradient. I think for Winston-Salem, Greensboro, and High Point, uh, you're probably looking somewhere in between the two to three inch range, but farther south and east, totally different ballgame. I could see how Burlington maybe gets four to five. Uh, Ashboro could get four to five to six. Raleigh could get, you know, more. I'm glad I don't have to worry about Raleigh. Um, but the foothills, they're going to get, you know, maybe not as much. It depends to me whether or not that sharp cutoff in the moisture that I think will happen. I think there will be kind of a back edge of that moisture. Does it get all the way to the mountains or does it stop maybe in Yadkin County or something like that or even in Winston-Salem? Uh, the trend now looks to be a little bit more north and west and that would be better for snow for us, but um, I've kind of been anticipating that trend all along. I thought the GFS has been garbage uh, the last couple of days with Wilmington getting, I, I, I still can't see Wilmington getting anything, at least in my opinion, but um, I think that north and west trend makes some sense, and I think we're going to get some snow here. Well, Tim, you, you're not short of any personnel to give you any feedback. You guys have quite an <laughs> army of weather spotters up there. So. We do. <laughs> I can only imagine when you see no. every model run that comes out, you probably get bombarded by your whole, your whole team of, of uh, weather spotters. People are snow hungry, man. They want, the, they really want that snow, and especially I think um, the first snow of the year when you haven't seen it for, gosh, I don't know when our last event was last year. Maybe it was in February. Um, it's a long time. You want to see that snow again, and so people are really looking forward to it. Says the man who doesn't like snow. <laughs> yeah, I don't like snow. <laughs> <laughs> I mostly don't like it because I'm here all the time. But yeah, it you know, we're gonna get through it. I think it'll be an interesting system to watch evolve. I feel okay where we are right now. I think the models are starting to come into some agreement. Um I'll, we'll see if there is a deformation ban or something that sets up with some big totals. Um but I think if that happens probably a little bit out of my area, maybe out toward North of Raleigh or something. Tim, we were talking earlier uh, amongst the panel about previous storms, and if this reminded them of any mm -hmm. storms, anything that comes to mind for you? Oh, gosh, I, you know, there's not one that I could say it, it's completely like. I think this is maybe a little interesting to me. It looks like the track is maybe a little less than classic um, with this one. It's not like it's really completely off the coast and a big strong low. And here's your rain, here's your mix, here's your this and that. I don't, I think this one is a little different in the sense that your high is way off to the west, which is maybe not ideal. It's not up in New England or anything. Um, but it, I kind of I like the idea that maybe it is more of just a rain-snow event rather than a ton of mixing. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm kind of a short timer down in these parts. I don't have a strong memory for these storms, but to me, I don't have one that really rings a bell uh, with this system. I think that's the remarkable thing about this system, at least to a certain degree. For many of us, we're not dealing with P-type issues, which is always right. a rare thing in the Charlotte area, the Triad area, oh, gosh, across the entire state, it seems like. Until it starts sleeting at 2 a.m. on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Hush, yeah. <laughs> hush. We won't get into that. Um. Oh. All right. Well, Tim, I know. We're getting close to 10 o'clock, Scotty, so what do you want to do here? Yeah, well, um, I don't Tim, I know we were talking a little bit about it. Uh, you want to kind of give your your snowfall map, maybe ideal, maybe your idea right now of, of what you guys are starting off with there before uh, we head off with uh, snowfall relations and the triad. Let me try and pull a Jim Gandy and see if this is <laughs> elegant or not. Um, can you can you see? Yes. Hey, I got you, yeah. Is it backwards? Ooh, feathered polygons. You're feathered right. polygons. That's that's my way around the hard edges. Yeah. Um, so as of right now, I'm thinking maybe up to two inches for our northernmost counties, north and west. Triad area itself, maybe one to three, three to six in a narrow band somewhere from your, your central North Carolinas of the world. So for us, that would be Burlington, Asheboro, Montgomery County, and and then farther north and east. That's kind of a starting block for me. I could see that switching, of course. Um, I've been avoiding drawing a snow map, but I, I mean, we're, we're 48 hours out, so we got to start drawing those maps. And I think that's a decent starting block for us. I don't see it um, going down, but I'm, I'm still worried about that moisture a little bit. And right now is a good time that you and I both can throw Grant Gilmore under the bus for not being around to cover <laughs> the snow event. Yeah, man, he's... Uh, He's still up north um, after some holiday time. Yeah, he'll, okay. he'll be back by Friday. 
That's okay. We'll uh, we'll we'll throw him under the bus right now. There you go. I can just blame Grant. <laughs> can let, he he blames you. He blames you when you're not around. So. Oh, we'll see. I didn't even know that. You didn't hear that now. from me. Shots fired at WFMY's Weather Center. Uh, Tim, do you still have to go outside and report outside of the weather garden when it's uh, snowing? Yeah, man, they love that because, you know, we get to uh, make snowballs. And it's actually, you know, you think about it, it for, for those of us in the TV business, uh, you know, we're spread thin when we have these weather events. So it, it almost acts like a bit of a Greensboro live shot for us. We can just stand out there and keep on measuring it as it comes. And um, we oftentimes when it's kind of dying down, we'll, we'll throw snowballs at each other and be delirious if we've gone on for too long. <laughs> and, and if not, you have snow in a can there still, right? Yeah, I don't know if we might have exhausted it, but yeah, if, if we bust, we'll have to buy a lot of those cans. I'm waiting for the meteorologists in North Carolina, though, for the TV station to set up a live stream with a ruler outside in their parking lot and just watch the snow accumulate. <laughs> just like that Eagle cam, it'll oh take off, Lord. I'll tell you what. Oh, my Lord. That's true. That's a good idea. Hey, Jason. Yeah, but... Before yeah, before you head off, yep. why don't you give us our, our final accumulations for Asheville area foothills and maybe even the upstate? All right, let me swing. I'll swing this around here. I do a little different math. Gotcha. Yeah. Everybody's doing the Jimmy Gandy tonight. He, I'm gonna have to, to do it this way. This is gonna be tricky for me. You see yeah. that? Uh, move it up. To, right yes. there. We got it now. Yeah. So there you go. There's a trace to three inches. That'll cover everybody <laughs> pretty much here in the mountains. Um, I'm going to go a little more, two to four inches up here in the Smokies, Swain County, Graham. And then down here, I'm, I'm really thinking there's going to be some sleet really mixing in here over the upstate or even a little bit of rain south of 85. So I'm not buying all the uh, heavy accumulations down there just yet. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the temperature, I'm really concerned about temperatures at the uh, down there too. So that's kind of where I, I stand at this point with uh, total accumulations. And one other thing, um, since we've had some viewers jump on, the cold temperatures, especially in your area, it's, it's going to be frigid after this uh, this event passes. Oh, yeah. yeah, wind chill sub-zero easily. We've already had a couple, you know, three shots of cold. They've come in and they've gone in 36 hours. You know, this one I've been telling everybody, look, you see the the numbers. This is not just a couple of days of cold. This is four days of really cold temperatures, considering we're going to be in the teens at least two nights, if not three nights in a row, or single digits, uh, those number of nights, too, in the higher elevations. The highest elevations, obviously, you really worry about the folks that are, are exposed more there because of the wind. Wind can be stronger, and the wind chills going below zero always gets us concerned for for the folks out there and and you know frostbite and make sure you, you cover all exposed skin that's usually the first thing we talk about and getting your pets inside and and making sure that if they have to be outside i know that i know that every every not every pet pet can be brought inside i get that so people have to really give them straw and blankets and give them fresh water things like that to keep them um, keep them safe but yeah the cold is really going to be a problem because then we're going to get our thaw freeze cycle going too during the afternoon, especially when the sun comes out on Saturday, you know, we'll get some melting, but not much because air temperatures are going to be so far below freezing. Then we'll get the some of the melting just from the insulation, and then we're going back into the, the freezing uh, overnight. And that, that will keep those roads pretty icy in the mountains for, for days. You know, Jason and Scotty, and my area and your area too, to an extent, we have a lot of people who don't live in metro areas and live out in, in country areas where their primary heating source is wood or maybe they don't have a large heating system and so you know, when we talk about cold like this to a lot of people it's like oh yeah it's cold no big deal but to them it is a big deal yeah i drive by some of these places um you know when i go on stories and cover something out in the haywood county yancey county area and you will see that they have half their yard is is firewood it's amazing. I'm just like, how long did it take him to chop that? Or did somebody have to chop that? Or did somebody do that for you and you hauled it in? That's amazing to me how much, how much you know, they do rely on just wood burning up there too. Yeah. Um, I think one, once it's all said and done with, uh, I think that'll probably be the bigger story maybe than a little bit of snow that we get is just the cold temperatures, especially here in the western part of state and up in uh, northeast Tennessee, Ricky. Yeah, I mean, the, the scary thing is when we talk about impacts, we typically, especially in the bigger snowstorms, usually, unfortunately, hear about one or two cases of hypothermia all the time. And that's something, you know, that has to be brought into 
discussion on systems like this. I think, guys. So. I agree. All right, All right. Well. All right, guys. Hey, we're we're glad we finally got your computer online. That's yeah, good. yeah, that's been a problem. Yeah, I think it's you know I, I I talked to my IT guy and I said, hey, it's a firewall issue, and his eyes got real big, and <laughs> and I, I said, I'm not touching anything. I'm not touching anything. So I didn't want to. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it, and uh, if you need, I'm I'm just right over in McDowell County. So if you need anything during You're the good. Storm, let us know. Absolutely, Scotty. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, thank you, Jason. All right, guys. Thanks for watching tonight. Stay safe uh, with whatever snow you do get and uh, stay warm out there. Uh, stay tuned to our Facebook pages. Our Twitter will we'll update throughout the uh, throughout the event. You guys have anything to add before we close off? I don't think so. It's just going to be an interesting, um, you know, I, I guess 72 hours a day. Excuse me, 84 hours. And uh, I hate the fact, you know, with snow. Uh, I've been pondering this past couple of days. I, I hate the fact that it's such a fine situation to where we have to get within that range. But, you know, when we're talking about snow, we're talking about the difference between a tenth of an inch versus two tenths of an inch. And if it rains that, no one gives a crap. They can't yeah. care. They don't notice it. But when it's snow, that's the difference between one inch, two inches, perhaps more in spots. So uh, it can... And and like you're talking about, Ricky, when you forecast one to three inches, you know, everybody gravitates yeah. to the three inches and yeah. kind of doesn't look at the one or two. That's understandable. But, hey, you know, if we'll uh, we'll be here next Wednesday and we'll all be looking back at what was, perhaps. So, yep. yeah, I think it's actually got a name, doesn't it? Uh, uh, yeah. Helena. Uh, that's the of uh, one of my uh, – Helena? Is it Helena? Helena, Helena, something. I'm calling it Winterstorm Helena because it rhymes with one of my friends' names. So we're going to go yeah. with that. <laughs> all right. Well, Jay, we're all coming down south so we can just stay in the uh, rain. Don't come here because then Gary will get upset because <laughs> I was supposed to have evacuated long before Matthew. See, again, I'll reiterate. Uh, I'm just hoping for enough stoves to stay on the ground, at least in Charlotte. Um, so that classes are canceled on Monday. Here's hoping. All right, guys, I got to go to another hangout here for the Foothills Weather Network. So yep. Alrighty. Have a good one. Be safe out there, everyone. Uh, enjoy the snow. Send us your pictures. I know Ricky will use them on TV this weekend. Are you working this yeah, weekend? Yep. I'll be I'll be in Friday morning and Saturday morning. So if we get some snow Saturday morning, that's my shift. So uh, we'll be talking about that if. Uh, it comes to fruition. So, yeah. if you get it in the Midlands or upstate South Carolina, Georgia, North Carolina, and you want to share it to the coast, you can send it to me too. Be glad to share. Yeah. Thanks to Brad Panovich, Jason Boyer, Gary Stevenson. You guys go uh, rag Gary about the chipmunk sound. Um, Tim Buckley, uh, Jim Gandy, Dave Williams, and um, am I missing anybody? I think you got them all. I think that's it. So, yeah, thank, thank those guys for coming. Go follow them on Twitter. And uh, also thanks to Jason for coming on uh, before our show, the Capital Weather Games. So be safe, everyone.